Did you hear about the news? Did you hear about the Dilbert news? There wasn't oh, yeah, any. I sh- <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about the? Did you hear about the Marge? No. Excuse my wife. <laughs> Tell me about the Marge. Mmm. Wife. Mm. Your wife. <laughs> Oh, Homer. Mmm, <laughs> Homer. Mmm, different Homer. <laughs> do you think, um, do you think all the Homers in the world share, uh, the same wife or they all have Marges? Oh, do they, you mean, do they all share one communal Marge, or yeah. are there separate instances of Marge for each separate Homer? Right, it's, that's, it, yeah. It's gotta exactly. be the one Marge. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be, mm-hmm. like, she she takes shifts. Oh. Uh, Homer 34 is my husband today. Go home, Homer 12. My Marge, I want to snuggle. But Marge! No, not you. <laughs> Oh man. It's like House of Cosby's, but it's House of Homer's. Oh man. Sorry, I'm I'm one of those podcasters that famously eats breakfast. Oh breakfast break breakfast. Oh yeah, baby. So today we're talking about blueberries. Blue The Round. Round. <laughs> mm, round. Berry. Berry Bart in backyard. <laughs> Goodbye, oh. son. Mm. Murder. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, man. So today is a very oh wait we should we should probably do intro yeah yeah okay. <laughs> we'll do the intro and then we could just get yeah. into this so I'll, I'll do it on I'll I'm, do I'm it, keep... I'll do it on a five count so we know when oh uh, or I guess a three count oh, wait I'm confused counting <laughs> counting <laughs> all right no I'm keeping all this in. I'll just roll into it. Hey out there, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Dill Cast. It's me, Grizz, and we have our luscious, lovely West Coast host, Gobble Latula, with us today. Say hi to the folks, Gob. Hi to the folks, Gob. But unfortunately, Um. we don't have our UK coast host with us today. Uh, yeah. so he can't say hi to the folks, Stu. <laughs> say hi to the folks, Stu. Uh, yeah, hello. see, he can't. <laughs> I'm Stuart Jip. <laughs> oh shit, he's here. Um, here to say that, blimey, <laughs> shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> well, Stuart well put. says hello in spirit. So we'll be reviewing today's Dilb Sands Stew, but I'm sure we can get it done. 
<clears throat> yeah, I'd like to think that maybe he appreciates that we're taking one off of his pile. I'd also like to think. I'd like to think in general. Yeah, just you know, doing it, getting the getting the brain jiving up there. Mm-hmm. It's like they say. I call it a big one, bitey. That is what they say. Oh man. But uh, yeah. How's everything been in the 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 Griswold section of the universe? Uh, pretty swell, actually. I recently got a a fresh transfusion of soda water for uh my my skull to keep my brain Whoa. percolating. You know, if your if your if your brain is carbonated, it thinks faster. Maybe not better, but faster. That's that's amazing. That explains why every time I I drink soda. Uh, I start screaming because of all the thoughts. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I like race down the street chugging a uh, uh, Barks root beer. And they all say, oh, there's that Barker again. That barking that, man. <laughs> that barking man. And I'm like, God, there's too many news headlines. I wish there were less news headlines. I remember. <clears throat> Oh, you have one of those sodas that make you worry about news headlines. I see how it goes. Yeah, specifically the number of news headlines, not so much what's in them, just how many there are. Because, I mean, let's face it, uh, there's too much stuff going on. My soda makes me worry about the number of uh, airplane flight paths going over my apartment. I know what you mean. I'm always screaming <laughs> every time I'm chugging my soda, and I'm screaming while chugging, and the soda's not always being drunk. It's just splattering everywhere, and I'm just screaming about airplanes going overhead. There's only so much space up there. There's not enough airplanes <laughs> overhead. <laughs> oh, you're so you're a, a not enough airplanes kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, I'm a not enough airplanes kind of guy. I want more. All right. I want All I right. want them to blot out a significant percentage of the sky. You're not taking advantage of the vertical space airplanes. The Z-axis has a lot more to offer. (laughs) You need to realize that. We as a people need to realize that. There's the Z-axis. That's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I remember mathematics. I remember. Man... Sometimes I think about all of the things in life that I've forgotten, such as math, spelling, handwriting. My um, my mother's maiden name. Oh my god, do I remember my mother's maiden name? My mother's maiden credit card number. <clears throat> my mother's na- maiden name is Marge. <laughs> I'm Bart. <laughs> I'm Bart. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. I know. Oh man. <clears throat> you wanna you wanna knock out this dilb so that we can yeah, so that we can uh, be the ones to sift through the comments this time instead of Stu. Oh man, I I already miss Stuart. I know he would be real uh ba ba ba. He'd be 
eager to learn what Storm, the likes of Zippy Nine Zed and Storm the House, have been saying. Although I don't see a Zippy down here, maybe I could be wrong. Anyway, yeah, let's read this 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 damn comic. Yeah, it's a shame Stu's not with us. God rest his soul. Yeah, his he's uh he he's 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 you see when Stuart dies he takes short vacations to the afterlife. Yeah, he he, so he comes he, back, you know. That's where he he got his in, inspiration for his latest uh ghost time ghost subject on uh, Mary Hell. Yeah, yeah. I I'm honestly kind of jealous of all my friends who are able to draw a picture of a ghost. I know, it's like basically Anytime, I, I'm 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 amazed at Stuart because um, when you look at a ghost, it's actually imperceivable. But you, when you draw it down, one of two things happen: either you draw a white sheet, or you draw something that resembles um, a soul of a person. And uh, I draw white sheets. Which means my imagination is highly, highly um, basic, <laughs> based, <laughs> highly based, and um, Stuart is able to see. He's a- able to perceive actual floating souls. So kudos to Stuart. May God rest or unrest. His soul. <laughs> May God party on his soul. <laughs> That's a hell of a... I hope people start saying that God party on your soul. May God party on your soul. <laughs> Man. What do you think... Um, what do you think uh, God's, God's parties are like? Uh, you know... Do you mean like a formal party, like a formal gathering kind of party, or the kind of party you throw with like just friends? Well, that's the thing. How do you think God parties? How do you think God parties? That's a powerful question. Um, I feel like uh, the whole creation of the earth, according to the Christian Bible, was the result of uh, like a week long bender. <laughs> Yeah, of yeah. partying, and God was like, "I can't do that anymore." It calmed down for the next couple millennia. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's exactly what I was thinking. <sighs> I'm glad I was able uh, to pull that thought out of your brain and run it through my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let us do this, Dilbert. So the day is Friday. May the 19th be with you, 1989. <laughs> uh, would you would you like to narrate as well as voice uh, Dilbert? Sure thing. I will narrate and also do the voice of Dilbert, but only if you will do the voice of Dogbert. <gasps> oh my god. I know. Okay. I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but someone has to do it. And okay. it's not Stu. He's not. He's really not pulling his weight this episode. But it's okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, do you agree to my terms? I I agree. Okay. Cool. 
So I gotta I, I, I still haven't learned um that a nod doesn't come through a microphone. Yeah, like I always wave to my friends whenever I join voice and Yeah. They're always like, Well, there's Grizz with his microphone disconnected and I'm like, I waved hi, didn't you oh right. Yeah. So like I I, I I, I thought that all this time that, you know, you push when you're nodding or when you're waving, you push the wind into your mic and your mic kind of, you know, you, you you know what a wave sounds like. Yeah, yeah. You know, the sound of one hand waving. We all know that. Yeah. I wish I wrote a song about that. <clears throat> I wish there uh, was a way that people could hear that I'm giving them the finger over the microphone. Oh, man. Yeah. Because I'm just constantly actually, waving I, double I'm birds sure. around in my room. I actually can hear people giving me the finger, and that's why I'm always like, hey. Hey. Rude. Yeah. Exactly. And, like, oh, man. Sorry, I, I had a joke, but now I realize, oh, wait, the time has passed. <laughs> I was thinking about the the um the sound of a wave uh, like a hand wave and how that's what uh simon and garfunkel wrote that song about yeah dust in the the wave dust in the wave yeah Uh, all right let us dilb let us all right so we got your standard three panel comic here you know regular dilbert structure in uh panel one Dilbert is crouched in front of a fireplace. It's the only fixture in this comic, pretty much. I I thought he lived in an apartment or something. I didn't think he had a fireplace. But um, he's crouched in front of the fireplace, just kind of poking at it. Uh, not even facing the camera. And camera, in quotes. With uh, Dogbert standing behind him, uh, who is saying... You know what really gripes my wagger? Which is a weird turn of phrase, but I guess it's a dog yeah. thing to say. Um, <clears throat> panel two, camera shifts. We're now facing Dilbert directly, although I assume he's still sort of poking at the fireplace. And we see behind him Dogbert from a different angle, looking a bit, you know, slanty eyebrows upset. And there's a chair in the background that I guess Scott just decided to draw because he didn't want to only have drawn a fireplace. (laughs) And this is one of those panels where it looks like Dogbert just has an O-shaped mouth (laughs) instead of a nose. Yes. And he's continuing. He's continuing to scream. Insensitive humans who say things like, she's a real dog, or he's in the doghouse. Or, it's a dog's life. In panel three, Dilbert has arose to the fullness of his height, towering over Dogbert, who who most of his body is out of frame, the way this one is drawn. <laughs> and he just rather plainly says, Sounds like a pet peeve. Dilb. Can, uh, oh, man. You know what this comic was rated, Gob? Well, I'm looking at the rating, and I have to 
disagree with the rating once again. Four and a half. Four, four and a half star. Five. Four and four and a five. Yeah. Four and a half stars. Yeah. Yeah. I always four disagree. With that. It's always four and a half out of five. I never agree with it. Let me highlight over this shit. Uh, that just blows my freaking barnacles. <clears throat> yeah, it doesn't blows my whatever. chunks. So the top comment says, powered by discus, be respectful and stay on point. No external links, profanity, or expressions of hatred. Kind of a lame comment. Yeah, but I, I guess it makes sense. Um, all right. Uh, Marion says, oi, a nice comeback by Dilbert. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call oh, it oh, nice, Oh, wait, but... wait. Maybe it was, oi. Oi. Nice. N- yeah. I was reading it by, uh, okay. Oh, Storm the House, back again with another killer comment that reads, Hee hee, Dogbert's a pet with a pet peeve. Uh, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> we have a uh, a recent comment. It's like the previous ones are like 11 years ago, 13 years ago. This one's from four months ago. Someone called Bird of Prey Bert. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they've been uh, uh, that name has come up a couple times, I think. But I think each time it's come up, we are like, "Oh, I like that name." <laughs> there is no way Dilbert can start a fire. <laughs> I believe it. I don't think he could start a fire to save his life, even if his life was at stake. Okay, um, angriest beaver. Uh, so. Five years We're not ago. talking about, yeah, five years ago. I guess that's not Norbert or Dag. Was it Norbert and Daggett? Yeah, yeah, Norbert and Daggett. Yeah. And they say, ah, blast from the early years of political correctness. Nowadays, Dilbert would lose his job or be sent to a re-education classes and blacklisted for a cheeky retort like that. It's true. Yeah, it is. He would get his brain scrambled for having a thought like that. Mm-hmm. Scrambled mm-hmm. like the like the all-white, no-yolk egg that Dilbert's brain is. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> uh, Peacemaker, <clears throat> 13 years ago. It's a little ambiguous on whether Dilbert chose his words poorly or whether he meant to get a shot in at Dogbert. Personally, I think it's the latter. Yeah. It's it's very rare that Dilbert gets to hurt his dog's feelings. <laughs> it's very rare that Dilbert is funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, I'd like to think that he corrected himself afterwards and he's like, Oh, I know, I, I didn't mean to make a joke. I didn't make... Mean to make a funny. I didn't mean to funny dog bird. Sorry. I'll go climb. Make a funny. It distracts from fire making. (laughs) It distracts from fire making and gets you re-educated. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The the Department of Mental Corrections is on here. Is on their way right now. Oh man. Uh, like okay, man. There's a lot of prep work that Stuart does and I don't like that I have to do <laughs> uh okay 
Friday night, what happened? While you look that up. Time for the Google hour. <clears throat> On this day.com, what happened May 19th, 1989? Wait. The day the Dilbert died. Uh, okay, okay. Because I could have sworn that Do the Right Thing premiered. Last Dilbert comment. Comic. Uh, okay. Do the Right Thing, directed by Spike Lee, starring Danny Aiello and uh, Ossie Davis, premieres at the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, Sue Ellen's Linda Gray last appeared on TV show Dallas. Famous Death. Oh, there's two of them. Wow, a lot of people died that day. Abel Herzberg, a Russian-Dutch-Jewish lawyer, uh, Eichmann in Jerusalem, dies at 95. Robert Weber, American actor, 12 Angry Men, Moonlighting, 79 Park Avenue, dies of Lou Gehrig's disease at age 64. <laughs> Killed by Lou Gehrig at age 64. Killed by... <laughs> <laughs> he, he tracks down the people that has his disease. It's like, oh shit! It's my disease. It's not yours. Yeah, yeah. He absorbs the disease from them and becomes s- stronger? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> he, oh man! It, if if Stewart were to scroll a little further down, he on this site he would find some more interesting things, such as what day of the week was it? It was a Friday. That's funny, because today's Thursday, and that's actually not funny. I know. <laughs> the number one song at the time was Forever Year Girl by Paula Abdul. Oh, I do love me some Paula Abdul. Yeah, same here. She's highly rated. I'd say she, One way or the other. I'd say she's quite the stellar feller. If she were a feller. Yeah. My cat just knocked over a cup. Cat. Cat moment. But there was nothing in it. <clears throat> Gob, if yeah. you could build a trap for Dilbert, what kind of trap would you build? Oh, man. Uh, okay. what A trap? Like a um, something to hold him... That would close him in, enclose him in a cage. You can interpret that question however you want. All right. So a hypothetical large mouse trap that would, that would snap and and close down hard upon Dilbert, and probably kill him. Um, I would put, uh. I'd put cheese. Just cheese. Uh, he looks like a man. Th- he'd look like a man that that likes cheese. He'd walk by a gigantic human-sized mousetrap and and be like, "Oh, cheese," and then <laughs> meet his uh, his end uh, or <laughs> or his new beginning as his life of a as a man with a as a, a zigzag back <laughs> or as a ghost. Or as a ghost, yeah. Oh, you know what? And then and then they'd have to hire Stuart 
to to draw the rest of Dilbert because he'd be the only person who could see Dilbert's dead soul. Yeah, I have a follow up then. Um, after your trap uh, breaks Dilbert's spine and he dies, um, do you think Dilbert's ghost would take the form of a Dilbert shaped ghost or a bedsheet ghost? Oh my! Well, it depends on who's um, looking at him. I think. Um, I think if Scott Adams were looking at Dilbert's ghost, it would look like, um, you remember that Tim and Eric sketch where the, it was like, um, the, uh, English as a second, second language lady teaching foreigners about, uh, half boners. Yeah. 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 And she, she drew uh, a penis on the board. And it was just a, a straight line. Just a little line, yeah. I think that's how uh, Scott Adams would interpret Dilbert's spirit. <laughs> it's just just a simple shape, just like yeah. But uh, yeah, we we would need Stu- we would definitely need Stuart Jip to draw Dilbert from now on. If if he if Dilbert were to to be recognized as as a person. So, because only only true, true um, uh, ghost seers can can see them in human form. Okay, which I'm trying to say is Stewart has talent for 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 interpreting the spirits of of josts. So, would Stu have made a good Ghostbuster? Yeah. Because, because he could distinguish the ghosts by their shape and not just see them as bed sheets floating around. Exactly, it is, yeah. it is a good skill if you're going to be a Ghostbuster. Yeah, or 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 Lady Ghostbuster. Yeah, yeah, a Ghostbustress. <laughs> Ghostbustress. <laughs> you know, actor, actress, Ghostbuster, and Ghostbustress. It makes. I was listening to some podcast yesterday where they were Oh, it was I was listening to the Better Call Saul Insider podcast and they asked Ray Seahorn if she preferred uh, actor or actress and she prefers actor. And they were going through all these like different words and like, "Hey, what's a what's a guy version of a a seamstress? Is it a seamster?" Seamster. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Yeah, but it turns out it's a tailor. Oh, that's lame. I want to be a seamster. Yeah, yeah, same here. It's seamsters union. Ugh. Seamsters versus teamsters. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm, if, seamsters. If I could build a trap for Dilbert, I would probably it'd probably be a pit trap. All right. I'd build a pit trap. I'd put like a nice stapler as bait <laughs> above the pit trap and Dilbert walks down the sidewalk and he sees the stapler and he goes, this is obviously a trap, but I want that stapler. <laughs> this is obviously a trap. I'd better get that stapler out of it. Save that stapler. <laughs> a stapler in distress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't considered that. That's really funny. Dilbert's sense of chivalry that only extends to office supplies. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's an office. I <laughs> better. He thinks that he. He, he sees the stapler in there, and he's like, oh, I better get down there and start working. <laughs> he falls into the pit trap, and then it's just like a cubicle to him. <laughs> yeah. It's a cubicle with high walls. I'd better m- mold some of this dirt into a computer. <laughs> yeah, I made a computer out of these sticks and some dirt and an old computer I found. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Except it would be a... It would, well... Is it just a trap, Dilbert? Is my intention to maim Dilbert or just to contain Dilbert? It's a good... You know, I'm going to flip a coin, and if it's heads, Dilbert dies. I'm going to try to flip it near the mic so we can get the good coin flip sound. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat, waiting to find out... It's Tails. Dilbert lives. Dilbert gets to live in the pit trap and just work. (laughs) Oh, thank God. I was worried... I wasn't. Well, I was worried that he'd live, <laughs> and then my worries came true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Ah. Uh, so what is going on in in the world? Speaking of Dilbert, uh, what's going on in the world of funny cartoons? I know that Smiling Friends Go to Brazil is coming out this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that. I really am, like, I, I think Smiling Friends might be, like, my favorite, like, one of my favorite things that have come out, like, in years. I agree. I've been, f- I've been following those, those f- funny, silly men for a while now on their various, like, YouTube channels or shit they do on Newgrounds. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's very cool I've to been, see them uh, on the big on the big TV. On the big. The big TV. <laughs> yeah, I I've been aware of those guys for years as well, but I, I have to admit, like I haven't been like these guys are geniuses until like I saw the show. <laughs> like I'm I'm late to the game as always, but happy to be playing the game, which is the game frisbee. Um, yeah, I. Oh man, I saw. I really like Michael Cusack. I know he's relatively newer, like he's a newcomer compared to like um, Zach, right? Um, <clears throat> but he is. Like I, I saw that Rick and the Australian Rick and Morty, um, Bush <laughs> yeah, World Adventures. That was that was funny. And I think I, I said this to I I, f- I am so sorry if I'm repeating myself. I I feel like I've said this before on this podcast, but it really reminds me of like the pilot of Rick and Morty which is my favorite episode of Rick and Morty where it's just fucking completely off the wall and bananas and it's just like shit's just happening at you and it's funny, 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 funny. And uh, uh, late- yeah, actually Michael Cusack's been at animation for at least 10 years. Oh shit. Where have I been? Should I? Oh yeah. You, as well as our listeners, should look up some of his earlier stuff. You can just type his name into YouTube and go to his channel. 
Oh yeah, I've watched like I've I've like kind of do Dovin Divin dived. dived. I've dived into his works uh, ever since um, I watched uh, Bush World Adventures and YOLO Crystal Fantasy, and I just watched like all his shit, and I'm like, damn, this guy's fucking. It's his ability to like um, capture what I feel. It's like I've never been to where he's from, but I feel like I know what it's like now. Yeah, you feel like it's not an inaccurate portrayal. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, obviously, it, you know, it's a cartoon and it's a crazy fucking cartoon, but like, you kind of get it. Like, okay, maybe. I don't know. No, no, I, I read you. I read you. <clears throat> he, he, his, his, it's, it's, it's like a matter of being able to do plausible implausibility, where it's yeah. silly, crazy, but like within the context of what you're watching, it feels believable. Like you have that suspension of disbelief of, yeah, this could happen in this funny world that I'm viewing. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't feel out of character to go so batshit nuts because of the way everything's presented. Yeah. One thing I, I really like that Michael Cusack does is he's he seems to be obsessed with the uh, rotoscope humor. <laughs> yeah. I, I just love when suddenly there's a character that stands out from the others who's moving like... Like so much like a, a a real person, it's just uh, like there's this one episode where in uh, Yolo Crystal Fantasy where Rachel and Sarah go to this uh, music festival type thing, and there's this dude in the the audience who just like starts punching the earth, and uh, it's like that's those that's one of the moments where I I was watching the show. I'm like. Yeah, I'm watching the absolute correct show to be watching. <laughs> I get, I, I know exactly what you mean. Like a rotoscope character moves so differently from the hand-drawn yeah. characters that are around them that they naturally draw attention to themselves in a funny way. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like oh, it sticks out, but fits in at the same time. It's it's a really funny disconnect visually. I know um uh Mark M who you know is sick animation shoutouts to sick animation shoutouts to Haley um oh, thank you <laughs> I does does the same thing in his uh in his little in his little funnies and I yeah. I uh I'm amused by it every time I just think it's a really funny artistic choice I feel like it's in some cases just like a visual punchline on its own like it's just funny yeah. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Go see it. It's funny. <laughs> Everything that Mark M does is um he he's like on another level. It's like um driving alone inside your car humor. Like the kind of <laughs> yeah, exactly. the kind of shit that you you make up Yeah. Dumb shit to amuse yourself shared with others. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, uh, that's what, I mean, you know, it's called sick animation, and but it's not always gross. It's, 
he's but it's it's gross a lot of the time. <laughs> but uh I think what makes his stuff work so well is his um very particular silliness. It's like like I don't know how else to put it, but it's it's like playful and stupid and it's just awesome. Playful is a good way to describe it. It's definitely yeah. like there's no there's no pretense. There's no need to know anything outside the frame of what you're viewing. Right. You just jump right. into you could be a dumb doo-doo brain and jump into it and giggle. <laughs> and you could be a smart doo-doo brain and jump into it and just have a have a chortle as well. <laughs> I was just looking for my business cards. <laughs> <sighs> uh, All right. Uh, well, do we did we get a uh, did we get a sponsor for this episode at all? Oh, uh, shoot! I didn't get any emails me... from any sponsors. I didn't get any emails I... at all, actually. No, uh, one second. Sponsor, sponsor. Looking around for a sponsor. Uh, let me try something different. Today, the Dillcast is brought to you by Dragon Warrior 7 for the PlayStation. Uh, You plan to become a humble fisherman of peaceful Estered Island, the only land in a world of ocean. Uh, but when you discover the artifacts from an ancient land, you tear the fabric of time and unveil the world that once was. Ooh. Transported to past lands, you must solve their mysteries and break the spell of annihilation. Prepare for your destiny. Hi, I'm James the Dragon Warrior. I, I sponsor the Dillcast because I believe in my company, Enix. And... <laughs> We, we, we're a small company. We're a humble company. We make small games. And Dragon Warrior 7 is no exception. Let's face it. When you're, you're tr- going out there and you're looking, there's a car, there's a car, there's a person. Bullshit. I'm tired of seeing people in cars. Why not see dragons? Why not be able to walk around with the sword? I I think that's fine. I think you should be able to do that. I think you should be able to get on a fucking boat and go on an adventure. If you have a PlayStation 1, I think you buy our game and put our game inside of your fucking PlayStation 1. And you play our game and you give us the money and maybe one day Enix will will make bigger games. I don't know. I don't know. I've been working on Dragon Warrior 7 all the way since 2000... I don't know. I've been working on it for a while, okay? And frankly, I'm tired of working at Enix. My office is in a closet, and I haven't left it. I don't know what's happening outside of this closet, but I hope Enix is doing okay. They haven't talked to me in a while. By Dragon Warrior Seven, Amen. Wow, that's that was. I didn't know we had a celebrity sponsor. 
Yeah, and, uh, James the Dragon <laughs> Warrior. I've heard of that guy. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. I, I, my, my monitor turned off, and I thought it was because I had a power outage, but no, that was just my stupid screensaver. I was just loading up Dragon Warrior Seven. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I'll tell you when I want my screen to be saved. Dude. Are screensavers even a thing anymore? I don't know, but I don't think they should be. Or power saving mode, whatever the fuck. Like, my screensaver is just darkness. <laughs> I call it a screensaver because I'm from 1972 or whatever. And back then, computers... um you know, if you if you had your monitor on for more than two minutes, uh, any anything you were typing into it would burn through the monitor and onto your face. Oh, so every every two minutes you had to, you know, it, the screen would have to turn dark and Pac-Man would have to run around doing non-Pac things, mind you. Ugh. You would be like, waka waka, I'm saving your screen. <laughs> waka waka. Marka marka. I save lives. <laughs> marka marka. Safe sex is the best sex. Thanks, Pac-Man. Waka waka. Pac-Man condoms. <laughs> I wouldn't put my dick in a Pac-Man condom. I'd be afraid of ghosts. I'd be afraid of <laughs> fruit. Being inside it, yeah, I'd be afraid of getting pellets in my dick. I'd be yeah. afraid of Pac-Man biting it off. I'd be afraid of Pac-Man eating a power pellet and turning my dick blue. Those are my big five I'd... fears about Pac-Man brand condoms. Look, I'd be afraid of my dick becoming Pac-Man. I, I now have six fears. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, that was officially um, uh, officially a Dillcast. That was a Dillcast. Hey, what's your favorite anime this season? This season, I really liked watching uh, your boy Kong Ming. Whoa. And I want to shout that out as my promotional end of the episode shout out. Uh, shout outs to Paripikome, your boy Kong Ming. You know, one of them's the Japanese name, one of them is the English name. I hope you can figure it out. If you can't, good luck. Um, you should watch it. It was an uplifting show about, you know, believing in yourself and your own creativity. That sounds pretty cool. The reason I asked is I want to know. I'm. Out of the anime loop, so send all of your anime recommendations to stuartjip at gmail.com. Yeah, please do, actually, because Gob needs them. Yeah. Uh, speaking of um, pluggy wugs, I like to plug Stu's comic, Merry Hell. Uh, you go to maryhellcomic.com. You can follow Stu on Twitter, at stupacabra. You can... Check out my comic, Please Forgive Me, I Do, with my buddy Yosef. Uh, it's P-L-Z, the number four, G-I-V-E dot M-E. You can follow me on Twitter at Gobolatula, G-O-B-O-L-A-T-U-L-A. 
you can follow Grizz on Twitter uh, at Grizzlegrax. I don't really do much uh, on Twitter you- these days, but I do have a project I'm working on that I may talk about sometime in the future. Look forward to Project Grizz. Yeah. If it's anything like Dragon Warrior 7, then we're in good Grizz hands. Uh, I can only hope. I can only hope James the Dragon Warrior appreciates my work. (laughs) May he be freed from his closet someday. Yeah. (laughs) All right, folks. Well, as they say in um, Ye Olden Times... Uh, if you're gonna do a crime, you better do it with Dilbert time. See ya. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Gonna take a big dump on my own ass. Gonna take a big dump on my own ass. Gonna take a big dump on my own ass. Gonna take a big dump on my own ass. Go!